we're going to be doing Midrashim on Parshas Chukas, and we're going to be dealing with the two giants, Sichain and Oig, that Moshe fought. And it says concerning Oig, it says, this is a Gemara in Masech Nida we're starting with. Hashem tells Moshe, don't be afraid of King Oig. So he says, let us analyze this. These two giants that Moshe fought. We mention them every Shabbos morning. In this week's parasha, Moshe has a war against these two giants. They're both brothers. The Amar Mar, we've learned. They are the sons of Achia ben Shamchazoi, which in general, if you look at, I have it actually further down, Bnei Achia, he says, Shebo mi Shamchazoi v'Azoil. Shamchazoi and Azoil were shnei malochim sheyardu b'doir enosh. In the generation of enosh, there were two malochim who complained to Hashem against the human beings. Hashem said, we'll send you down and give you free choice and see if you do better. And these two malochim, Shamchazoi v'Azoil, came amongst human beings and they married the human women and they had children giants and they were caused much more problems than any other human being. So Sichain and I were both children of Sham, of um, Achia, who was a son of Shamchazoi. And they both, according to either Oig or both of them, survived the um, flood, the Mabel. So the Gemara in Nida asks, my shno, why is it different? May Oig, the Komistafi, from King Oig, who was the giant Moshe was afraid. Why is he not afraid of the giant Sichain? Of course, is the author of the Zayar, the one who's buried in Meron that we go visit on Lagbaimer, the yard side of Lagbaimer, from the answer of the Tzadik, you can know what, what he was thinking, why Moshe was afraid. Omar Moshe said, the reason he was afraid of Oig, maybe the merit of Avram Avinu would protect him. Shenemar, it says, and the poet, the refugee, came by This is by the war of the four kings and the five kings. So Oi came and reported to Avram Ivri. Avram is called Avram Ivri because he's a descendant of Aver, or he's from the other side of the Euphrates River. And who is this uh, poet? Who told Avraham the details of the war and that his nephew Light was captured? This was Oig, who later became the famous giant Oig He's called Hapolit because he escaped from the flood. The flood was a decree against all of humanity. And Oig is one of the few people who, or not the few, he's the only one or the only two, maybe. Besides Noyach and his family, the only one human, or maybe two, who survived the flood is either just Oig or maybe Oig and Sichain, as we'll soon see. Okay. Rashi says, B'nei Achia, Sheba, this Achia, who was the father of Sichain and Oig, who are mentioned in this week's parasha, the two giants that Moshe fought, Sheba misham chazoi v'azoil, they came from these two angels, who had complained about the human beings and they said, that, said, let us be here and we'll do better. And they were given free choice and they messed up worse. These are two angels. They came to live amongst human beings in the generation of Enosh. And Sichain and Oig are both there. Um, right? Yeah, that Sichain and Oig are both grandchildren of this Malach became human, Sham Chazoi. Now, Oig is called Hapolit, Rashi says. Why is Oig called Polit? Shepolat min Hamabul, he escaped the flood. Now, the question is the only survivors, there were eight people in the Teva, in the ark, Noyach and his two, three sons, Shem Chom and Yefes, Noyach's wives and the wife of Shem Chom and Yefes. There were eight people inside the Teva. How did Oig survive? 
So Rashi brings Shebonach Leretz Yisroel. He escaped Eretz Yisroel, as it says in Tanakhailik. In Eretz Yisroel, we'll see that it didn't actually rain, but the water was very high because Oig is so tall, he was able to survive. Now, Teisva says that Oig Shepolat Midoyin HaMabu, this is Oig who survived the flood. Now, the question is, what about his brother Sichain? How did he survive the flood? Sichain is a brother of Oig. He also has come from pre-flood days. So Teisva says, Sichain also must have survived. So he says, just like Oig survived, Sichain also survived. Kivan the Acho have since they are brothers, so Sichain must have somehow survived. However, the poet who came and told Avram Avinu about the about light being captured, we know that that was the Oig and not Sichain. However, he says over here in Taisvis that Sichain also somehow survived the flood. From this, how do we know that the poet who told Avraham is Oig? Why not Sichain? They both survived the flood. So he says, Why was Mesha afraid of him? Mesha was afraid because he helped Avraham Avinu. The Oid Omar, it says in Perak Rabbi Eliezer, in Pirkad Rabbi Eliezer, it says, what it says over there, Sha'oig Motsay Lavram Avinu, Sha'oimeid Bigronis, Lesakin Ugois Lepesa. Oig found Avram Avinu at the silo preparing matzah for Pesach, round matzah. And that's why he's called Oig. What is Oig? Oig means round, because his first encounter was Avram. Avram was making round matzah for Pesach. He looked like Lashon Hara. The Omar Medrash, he says in Medrash, Oig Omar Belibay, Oig said in his heart, I will tell Avraham that his nephew Light was captured by the four kings, and then Avraham hopefully will go fight a war. Avraham is a zealous guy. He's going to fight a war against these four kings. He'll hopefully die in the war, says I. And I will marry his wife, Sara. So now, according to this... According to this Taisvis, this Medrash Taisvis brings, Oig, when he tells Avram Avinu that light is captured, his motives are quite negative. So nevertheless, says Taisvis, even so, Moshe was still afraid. Maybe the merit of Avram Avinu will help him. And we're still going to see quite a few commentaries Exactly what is the merit of Avram Avinu? Is it telling Avram Avinu, helping him, that telling him that light is captured, or what actually is it? Marsha on that same Gemara, this is on the Gemara, Nida says, Marsha brings, How did Oig survive? So we have two different opinions. Marsha's opinion is that he went to Eretz Yisrael. That is what he quotes from Rashi that Oig ran away to Eretz Yisrael. So the Marshal says, Yes? Question? Okay, I'm going to mute everyone meanwhile. If you have a question, you can unmute yourself because I don't want unnecessary noise. Anyway, so Oig ran away to Eretz Yisrael, as it says in Perak That's from Rashi. So Marshal says, uh, I didn't find anything. Marsha says he looked through the Perek He doesn't find anything about how Oig survived. But in Zvachim Perek Beis, it says that Oig he was standing on the side of the Teva. Perhaps Taisva says it's connected to the two opinions. The question is during the flood, was it raining in Eretz Yisrael? If it was raining in Eretz Yisrael, there was no chance for Sichain or Oig or anybody to survive. According to the one that says that it didn't actually rain in Eretz Yisrael during the flood, we could say, he ran away to Eretz Yisrael. 
Now, what about all the other people? If it didn't rain in Israel during the Mabel, what about the other people who were in Eretz Yisrael at that time? Even the one who says there was no rain in Eretz Yisrael, the humans who were there died because of the Hevel, because of the heat, as it says over there. Efsher, it's possible that he was strong and big. For him, the heat and the um, air would not have hurt him, as it says in Taisvah Sham Gabe to Aim. The Taisvah brings it that Aim, which is a certain creature that survived because he's very big, survived in Eretz Yisrael. So maybe Oig also survived the same way. And according to Taisvah, Sichain as well survived in the similar way. And there is actually, I just saw. Now, why are we assuming that Sichain is from the pre flood? Because since the Gemara says that Sichain and Oig are brothers, and Oig survived the flood, he is a grandson of this angel, Shamchazoi, a son of Achio, the son of Shamchazoi, and he's from pre-flood, so Oig is called Hapolit, he survived the flood. There is actually a medrash quoted by Rabbeinu B'chaye, interesting, that says, Shamchazoi bo al ishtoi shelcham samach leknisasa leteva. According to this medrash quoted by Rabbeinu Bechaye, only Oig survived the flood. Sichain, how could Sichain be a brother of Oig and have the same father? So he says that according to this medrash quoted by Rabbeinu Bechaye, Sichain and Oig have the same father, but not the same mother. And Shamchazoi had a relationship with Ham's wife right before they went into the Teva. And therefore, Mrs. Ham was pregnant in the Teva, and Sichain was born in the Teva as a baby, and therefore he was actually inside the Teva. Only eight people went into the Teva, but nine came out because Ham's wife was pregnant from Sichain in the Teva. And this is from a medrash quoted by Rabbeinu Bechaye in the end of Parshas Chukas. Now, Going to the Ramban at the end of this week's parsha, Ramban says, Altira Oisai, Hashem tells Moshe, don't be afraid of King Oig, ki Hoya Moshe Yare Shema Tamid Leishusi Shal Avraham. Moshe was afraid of the merit of Avraham helping him, as it says, Vayove Apolit, Vayayagid Avraham Oivri. And this poet is Oig, who ran away from these Rufoim, from these giants, Shehika Amrofel, the Chaveirov in Parshas Lechlecha. There was a war between the four kings and the five kings and Amrofel. Amrofel is another name for Nimrod. And he's called Amrofel. Rashi brings Omar Pul. He said that Avram should go into the fire. Omar, he said, Pul, hey, Avram should fall into the fire. So Amrofel and his friends killed the giants, Pashtoreis Karnaim. That's the words of Rashi. Rashi, okay. Now he says, there's a major problem. Why would Meish Rabbeinu, Ramban says in general, Meish Rabbeinu is afraid of Oig. What's he afraid? Because he's a giant, because he's big, because he's powerful. Meish Rabbeinu would not be afraid of the power of human beings. He wouldn't be afraid of an arm of a human being. Ki Hashem... Hashem is with us. Why would a Jew be afraid of a giant just because he's big and strong? All the nations are like nothing to Hashem. They're considered nothing. was telling the Jewish people, don't be afraid of the people of Canaan. So why is he afraid? He's actually accusing the Jewish people. Why are you afraid? He's accusing the spies, the Maraglim. I told you not to be afraid, and you guys are afraid. So Meish is rebuking people for being afraid. And then Meish himself is afraid. He says, Hashem is going to fight you. So Meish says, there's no need to be afraid. And then Meish gets afraid. Why is Meish afraid? So he says, because of the merit that he knew that Oig had. That is how the, the Ramban brings, based on this medrash that Rashi brings, that Oig is afraid because 
that Moshe is afraid because Oig helped Avram Avinu. Or else Ramban says a simple why Moshe Rabbeinu was afraid of Oig. Moshe, at this point, Moshe was taking the Jews towards Eretz Yisrael. The goal was to capture Eretz Yisrael. There were no plans to capture the lands of Sichon and Oy. Kasher Pirashti, as I explained earlier, this was not considered the Israel that you were obligated to capture. Now, as far as the war with Sichon, there was not really a choice. Sichon started up with the Jewish people. He came with the army. The Jews were traveling through the desert. They were staying away from everybody and suddenly Sichon comes to the Jewish people in the Midbar and he fights with them. They had no choice. So there wasn't really a choice whether we will or won't have a war with Sichon. And then Hashem tells him, I'm going to give you Sichon in his land, capture this land. And here starts me the Kibush Shiva Amomim, the capturing the seven nations, which we thought was going to start after we cross the Jordan River. And then we find out that even the land of Sichon, which is in Transjordan on the eastern side of the Jordan River, that would be included in Eretz Yisrael as well. So as far as fighting Sichon, there wasn't really a choice. Sichon came to fight them. I gathered his army to Edrei. Oig did not come with his army to the Midbar. He was still in his territory. This was a city in the edge of his boundary. They could have easily stayed away. There was no need to go to a war with Oig. They could have easily stayed away. Just like with Edoim, they went around Edoim and they avoided a war. They could have avoided a war. They were not able to avoid a war with Sichon because he came to the Midbar to fight them. But just like they stayed away from Esau. Hashem, Omar Lai, Hashem tells him, Altira Esau, don't be afraid of him. V'leich etzlai, go to him, v'hiskar v'imuchama, that we should start a war with Oig. Ki b'yod chanasati Esau, because I gave him in your hand. So now, Reisi lamanis yare, so now why is Meish afraid even though Hashem says capture, he says, maybe the Jews in the war of Sichon have, re, have done something wrong. They got dirtied in some sin in that war. This is all Agada. And this is Yiras Kolat Tzadikim. All Tzadikim are afraid because maybe the Jews have done something wrong. Now we have a Cheskuni, another commentary on the Chomish. He brings over here the question that's asked, why was he afraid of this merit? On the contrary, at that time, Oig was quite a sinful person. So why is Moshe afraid of Sichon, of Oig, because of some merit and the days of Avram Avinu? And even when Avram, when Oig came and warned Avram Avinu, his goal was to kill Avram, that Avram be killed, and he's going to marry Sarah. So Oig's goal in telling Avraham that Lloyd was captured, Cheskuni asks a very negative goal. So why is Moshe afraid? So he says, there's no question. He says, Kozashi and explains this Lefiho Emmet. The truth is that Oig's goal in warning Moshe was not good. In warning Avraham was not good. He didn't, why did he warn him? Because he wanted to marry Sarah. He wanted Avraham to die. Because Saif called Dover, everything is found out as we see his merit didn't help him. So that shows the fact that Ayyub's merit didn't help him. That shows that his goal was bad. The whole way is the Khuni, was Cheskuni. And however, that is something that we know now at the end after we won the war. But Maisha Adayin Saif Maisha didn't know what his goal was. We only knew that Ayyub warned Avram Avinu. What is his motive? I don't know. Vahaya Savar, Meisha thought, and maybe Latevasin is coming. Maybe Oig's merits goal was good. Lahatzilis light, maybe he really wanted to save light. So now we know after Oig lost the battle, we know that why didn't the merit help him? Because his goal was negative from the beginning. His goal was to marry Sarah Avram Shaddai. But Meisha thought that maybe Oig had good motives. 
Maybe his motive was to save light. Therefore, he was afraid of this merit. So Hashem says, I'll say, don't be afraid because the truth is, and he goes over here, it's Hashem's gift and it's as if it's given already. However, he says, wherever you can explain Kipshute, we don't need this Pirush. And he says, the simple meaning is, I have already given him. I have already handed him over to you. You think that he has a merit because he warned Avram. No, he doesn't have a merit at all because his motives were bad. At that story, he was totally guilty. His intention was negative. And from then already, there was a decree on Oig that Oig will be killed by Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore, that's why he says, he doesn't say, I will give Oig to you. He says, I've already given him over to you. Because in the days of Avram Avinu already, it was decided Oig is guilty and Oig will fall in the hands of Avram's descendants, as we will see more about it. Now we're going to go to a Medrash in Bereshis Rabo. This is when, after Yitzchak is born, and it says, and Yitzchak grew older and they finished nursing him. He finished with the Yitzchak. And Abonan saying, he finished nursing milk. Avram made a Mishnah Godel, Reb Yudin, but Reb Simon says that the great Hashem was present at the party. Or um, Reb Yudin says, Avram Mishnah Godel, the powerful people of the world all came to Avram Avinu's party. And it says by the Purim, by Mordechai and Esther, Hashem, Hashem, may Mordechai and Esther, Hashem will rejoice with the Jewish people in the days of Mordechai and Esther, just as he rejoiced in the days of Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. So Rabbi Yehuda, but if Simon says, what's this big party that Avram made when they it's either when Yitzchak finished nursing or by Yitzchak's bris or by Yitzchak's bar mitzvah. What's this party? So Rabbi Yehuda ben Simon says, Mishte Godel, Mishte Gedolim. It was a party with the greatest, most powerful people on earth. Oig v'chol Gedolim imay hayusham. Oig and all the good big people were there. Amru Oig. They said to Oig, Look, you're here, and Avram Avinu has this uh, baby. Weren't you always saying Avram Avram is like a mule. A mule will never have children, is barren. So you were always saying Avram Avinu is never going to have children. So he says, now that he does have a child, what is his gift? Look at this baby he's got. He's a teeny baby. Very small. In Yohiv, I know Etzboy Ale. I will put my little finger on him. I know Potichochishle. I will crush him. I say, I can crush this baby with a little finger. So Hashem says, What are you insulting the gift that I gave Avram? You will see Aleph, Aleph, and Veribe, thousands of thousands, tens of thousands of tens of thousands, descendants of his children. In the end, you will fall in their hand, in the hand of Moshe Rabbeinu. As it says, Hashem says to Moshe, I have already given you control of Oig. Reb Levi says, This is a very interesting medrash, which I saw today for the first time. Yitzchak was a tiny baby, and they were rocking the cradle. He says, the first person for whom they ever rocked a cradle was Yitzchak. Why would this be? He says over here, he was the first one who was born so small. Before Yitzchak's day, you know, other animals have uh, babies that are bigger and they grow up very quickly. Yitzchak was the first baby who was born very small. It took him a long time to grow up. Just like a baby in later generations, human babies grow much slower than animal babies. 
animal babies reach maturity within a few months, but uh, little kids take years to mature. So he was the first one, Yitzchak, who was born so small, like a baby in the later generations. And therefore, Oig looks at him and says, look, this baby is smaller than all the other kids. Everybody else has kids of decent size. Avram's baby is a toothpick. He's nothing. Son of Yeshua ben, uh, says, Rabbi uh, Yeshua ben, I can't read this word, ben Manchoma, says, uh, those 62 kings, it says there were 62 kings that Yeshua killed. These were all the 62 kings who were present at the party of Avram Avinu, which is quite amazing because from the days of Avram Avinu till Yeshua with the kings is hundreds of years. So we know always that Eigen lived a long time. According to Rabbi Yeshua, it ends up that all these 62, which actually there's 31 kings. So we're soon going to say that each one is the king and his assistant, his viceroy. So the 62 kings that Yeshua killed, these were all the 62 kings that were at the party of Avram Avinu. The Madrash asks, what do you mean 62 kings? We know that Yeshua killed 31 kings. So he says, like in a breath here, a palm and a part of say, Melech Yericha Yechon. What does it mean? Melech Yericha Yechon. Matam and Lemer Echon. Who the Antikisir Shaloi? He and his Mishnah Lamelech, his viceroy. So every one of these 31 kings is 31 kings and 31 Mishnah Lamelech or viceroys. So just to summarize, so Oig says, I can take this baby and crush him. And Hashem says, you will see all these uh, uh, people, all these that you're, you will fall in the hand of his children. You will see him having millions of, of descendants and you will fall in their hands. Uh, just to mention that there is an amazing Rishima of the Rebbe on this. That what? The Rebbe says that I initially was saying Avram isn't going to have any children. And then Oig says, he says, this mule can't have children. He's basically saying, not that Avram can't biologically have children. There's no way that Avram is going to be able to give over his values. Avram's values cannot be transmitted to the next generation. He, Oig, it says about Oig in Parashat Vodim, I'm going to be back in a moment. Just going to get efficient just one moment. It says, in Parshas Devarim about Oig, Hine Arsai Eres Barzel, Oig's bed was a bed of iron. <laughs> and the significance of it is that Eb explains that Oig is into materialism. He says the only thing that counts is physical strength. He is a philosophical opponent of Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu believes in ruchnius, in spiritual, in moral values, and Oig believes in physical strength, in money, in materialism. And he says, the philosophy of Avram Avinu is that has no future. And even when he has a child, he says, I can crush this child. So Hashem says, you will see, not just you will see that Avram Avinu has millions of descendants, you will see that there will be millions of people who continue in the philosophy of Avram Avinu, which the truth, the fact that we are today having a shiur, learning about Meishe Rabbeinu and Avram Avinu versus Oig, it's now thousands of years, and Oig's whole philosophy was that there's no way that anybody will ever discuss Toyota values a thousand years from now, because there's no continuation of this. And the fact that we are continuing to study Torah today is an amazing victory against Oig, who feels and teaches that only materialism could be given over. So that's just the message of the Rebbe on this medrash. Okay, going on now to the next uh, medrash. This one is from Pirka de Rabbi Eliezer, which is written by Rabbi Eliezer ben Horkunus one of the students of Rabban Yochanan ben Zakai. Just to mention, by the way, that Rabbi Eliezer 
Menhorkinus was from a wealthy family who was never sent to study Torah. The beginning of the story of Rabbi Eliezer Menhorkinus is told in the first two chapters of Pirkei Rabbi Eliezer. At 22 years old, he rented his house, his home. His father was very rich and he left. He was very unhappy and he went to, uh, against his father's, without his father's knowledge or permission, he went to, I think he was in Jerusalem to learn Torah by Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai. Anyway, there's a long story which we should go through one day about Rabbi Eliezer ben Hurkanus and his connection to Torah and how he connected and he became one of the leading Tanoim. So Pirka de Rabbi Eliezer, which is written by Rabbi Eliezer ben Hurkanus, a student of Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai, one of the teachers of Rabbi Akiva. He says, going back to the Noyach the Mabel story, everything growing in this earth perished. As it says, except for Noyach and only Noyach and the ones in the Teva survived. As it says, and Oig Melech Haboshan also survived. He sat on a tree in Hasulomishalateva, one of the ladders to the table. And Oig desperately needed some food. He has to survive hanging on over there for a year. He swore to Noyach and his sons, if they keep him alive, he'll be a slave forever. What did Noyach do? Knock of Bateva. He made a little hole. And Noyach was giving Oig food every single day. He also survived. As it says, And he, where she saw there was no rain, as it says, the land that was never purified, it didn't have rain. In the day of anger, in the Mabel, there was no rain in Eretz Yisrael, but, but however, still it was flooded because the waters from all the other lands came to Eretz Yisrael and remained there. A medrash of Bereshis Rabbah by Yahweh HaPolit, he brings a shlokish b'shem bar kapara, Oig is the polit. Why is he called Oig? Shebo umatzoes Avraham yoyshev b'mitzvahs ugois. He sees Avraham Avinu is studying about ugois. What's ugois? The baking of matzah. Matzah is called ugois, round matzah, as it says, vayoyfus habotzik ugois matzahs. He says, "Who is coming? L'shem Shemayim. Oig did not have good intentions. Ela Omar Oig said, Avram Zekunian. He is a kanoi. He's a zealous person, and I will tell him that Nishba Ben Ochicha. I will tell him your nephew is captured. He is going to go to war, and he is going to get killed. And I will take Sarai, his wife. So Hashem says to him, Chayecha. I could swear by your life. You will get a reward for the fat for your footsteps. There's an amazing Yefei tire. Why is I getting a reward? Until I learned this medish with the Yefei tire, I always learned that I is getting rewarded because he told Avram that his nephew was captured. The Yefei tire brings a totally different shot in the medish. Why I is getting rewarded? He says to the Yefei tire, Shabbosom Lahidian Avram. Shanishba ben Ochiv, you came and told Avram that his nephew was captured. You did kindness with him. How did it help Avram knowing that Oig was captured, that uh, light was captured? Avram now had a fight with the four kings. He went to war with the four kings. These four kings were his enemies. They were against him. The head of the four kings was Nimrod, who was the one who had previously thrown Avram into the furnace, and he was always looking for an opportunity to fight Avram. And now Avram had a good reason to fight Nimrod, Avrafel, and his buddies. So Avram's enemies were now killed, including Nimrod, Avrafel. Another thing is, Avram now became a world figure. When he won, till now, yes, Avram was known, Avram, Anoshim, but he was known in a sure, small circle of people. When Avraham fought a war and won a war against the foremost powerful kings 
in the world, he became very well known. And because of this merit that Oig helped Avram by telling Avram about Light's capture, he helped that Avram should become known. You will live long. So for helping spread Avram's publicity, for that and for making Avram win a war against his enemies, he'll live many years. And Oig lived hundreds and hundreds of years, more than 500 years. Uh, actually, it said here in the Medrash more than 500 years, but the truth is that if we look at Oig, that's from the days of Avram, but if we look at Oig having been alive at the Mabul, the Mabul was in 1656. The killing of Oig was in 2488. So according to that calculation, that Oig is from pre-Mabul, he lived more than 830 years. You will live long. Your goal was to have the tzaddik killed. You will see thousands of thousands, which is millions, and tens of thousands of tens of thousands, which is hundreds of millions. Ultimately, you will fall in their hands. It says in Parshadorim, don't be afraid. It doesn't say I will give him. It says nasati because I already sentenced him to death in the days of Avram. I already gave him because in the days of Avram, this medrash also says that it was already decided that Moshe Rabbeinu would win the war against Oyim. A medrash in Devarim Rabbah on Altira Isa. It says again, don't be afraid. Kibiyade et nena. It doesn't say here, uh, it doesn't say etnena, but it says nosati, I gave him. It doesn't say I will give him over. So Hashem says, from the days of Avram, I have already made the decision that Meishu Rabbeinu is going to be able to win a victory and kill Oi. Ketzer, how was this? Bishosh and Nishba, Light Ben Ochiv, when Light was captured and Oi comes and tells Avram, as it says, Sareish Lakish says in the name of Barakapara, Oi is a poet, he's a refugee from the Mabul. Why is he, or a refugee from the war of Amroth? Why is he called Oig? Oig is connected to matzahs, which are round. Matzahs are round, Ugois matzahs. And that's how he got the name Oig, because he saw Avram baking Ugois matzahs. Which I should mention that the Rebbe, when he speaks about Shmura Matzah Pesach, says that one of the things you should make sure to have round matzahs because matzahs are called Ugois Matzahs. And that's mentioned in the Pasuk. And you even see the name Oig is connected to round to the Ugois Matzahs, which Oig saw Avram baking the round matzah. I know one can argue in those days it was handmade, there was no other way of doing it, but nevertheless. The Rebbe's medayik from the fact that the Pasuk says Ugois Matzah round matzah, that you should try to eat round matzah on Pesach. He sees Avram involved with Ugois Matzah, with baking matzah. He didn't come for the Hashem. He came for Sada. He was interested in Sada's beauty. I will tell him about Lights capture of Hagdud Hargai, and these uh, nations will kill him. And I'll take Sada. So Hashem says to him, Eat Osher, you wicked man. This is what you're planning to do. You want to take his wife? You, I will give you a reward for your feet. Yes, you came all the way to tell Avram. You'll live many years. And as we mentioned, I lived either over 500 years, or if he was from the, from the days of Avram, or he's from the Mabul, he lived 800 years, 830 plus. This that you thought you're going to kill Avram and take Sada, for that, this man will fall in the hand of their descendants. Another chant, Nosati, it doesn't say that, it says Nosati, I've already passed in the din. He says, when Avraham made a bris for Yitzchak Benoi, he made this big party, he called all the Malchai Khan. Avraham made a big party, why is it called Godel? 
because all the Gedolim were there, Oig was also there. At that time, they say to Oig, weren't you saying that Pirda Levon Akana you were saying that uh, he's a barren uh, mule, will never have children. When he saw Yitzchak, he said, what's this? He said, this is nothing. I can kill him with one finger. So Hashem says, this is what you said. You will see millions of his descendants. And in the end, they you will uh, fall into them, fall by them. It doesn't say at Neno, it says Nosati, that I already made this decision from the days of Yaakov. How does Yaakov fit in here? When Yaakov comes to Paray to bless him, it says, My Yaakov is Paray. Yaakov comes to visit Paray. Who does he meet in Paray's office? Oig Yeshiv Sham. Oig is sitting in Paray's palace. Paray says to Oig, Weren't you saying, Avram Pirda Akara Veni you said that Avram is a mule. He's never going to have children. And look, he's got a son, came to Mitzrayim and 70 descendants. At that time, Oig made a ayin hara. Oig was looking at to try to find failings in the Jewish people, to get Hashem to punish the Jewish people. So, so Oig and ayin hara is when you ask Hashem, find fault in this person, and Hashem passed judgment. So Oig was trying to pass an ayin hara, negative judgment on the Jewish people when he met Yaakov in Paray's palace. So Hashem says, hey, Rasha, are you a wicked person? Are you making an ayin hara? You're making a bad eye. You're prosecuting against my children. May your eye rot. You're, this, you're going to fall in their hands because it says, Kibiyotcha Just like in Oilam has in this world, the nations would hear um, and they would be frightened of the Yidden, so in the future will be the nations will see the name of Hashem on you and they'll be afraid of you. The famous Gemara in Brach is about Oi. It says, if a person, it says, this is in Perek Tess of Brachos, if you see places where miracles happen to the Jewish people, you have to make a Brach, you have to say, Baruch Hashem, thank Hashem for having made miracles for our ancestors in this place. So it says, if you see Evan, there was a stone. If you come to the stone, was going to throw a big stone on the Jewish nation. If you see that stone, you have to make a brother. Now this big stone, where's the mesis for it? Where's it come from in Chumash? It's a tradition that we have that Oig picked up a big stone to throw it and crush the Jewish people. Omar Oig said, How big is the Jewish camp? Three parses. Three parses about 12 kilometers by 12 kilometers. Let me rip out a mountain that's three parses, that's 12 kilometers by 12 kilometers. And I will throw this mountain on them. Victor Lino, I'll kill all the Jews in one go. Azalakar Tura Bastrosa Parsi, Oig ripped down a mountain which was the size of three parsa. Baisi Aleisha, he brought it on his head. Baisi Kuchabricho Alei Kamsi, Hashem brought these little ants, these little bugs. Vinakvua, and they drilled a hole. The ants ate away a hole in the mountain. Onichis Bitsavri, the mountain covered his neck. Have a boy in the Mishlefe, he wanted to remove the mountain. Oh, he wanted to get the mountain off his neck. His teeth started growing suddenly. You know, his teeth suddenly got bigger and bigger to this side and this side, and they got stuck in the mountain. He couldn't get it off. I knew to see if this is the meaning of the Pasuk Hashem broke the tooth of the wicked people. So yes, he broke it, but before he broke it, don't read it. You extended. So Oig's teeth suddenly grew big and grew right into the mountain, and he got stuck with this big mountain over him. He goes on. There. Um, it started growing. The teeth started growing.
Moshe Kama Havi, how tall was Moshe? Moshe was 10 Amish. And Rashi brings how we know Moshe was 10 Amish. It's very tall. So we know this because Moshe erected the Mishkan. And to erect the Mishkan, you needed 10 Amish of height. Shokon Narabo Baseser Amin, he took a he Shoko, now he took a hatchet of 10 amas big. Shavar, he jumped up, covered to my last Amin. So Meshra Bainu is 10 amas tall. He had a spear 10 amas tall. He jumped 10 amas. Omachibikarsuma, he hit him in the ankle and he killed him. Okay, uh, we have now a medrashin by Midborabo. Vayifnu Vayalu, he says, some say that the war of Sichain was done in Elul. And after the Yomtiv, they did the war of Oy. And that's what fits with what it says. You'll go to your tent, that's right after Yomtiv, and then you'll go to the war. And then it says, Hashem handed them over. And it says, say, don't be afraid. We have a posset that how good it is a person should always be cautious, should be afraid. And we find Sadiqim, even though Hashem promises them, they still remain with you to Shemaim. It says, by Yaakov also, by Yiro Yaakov. Why is Yaakov afraid? He says, maybe I got dirtied with sin when I was by Lovon. And Moshe also chose to be afraid because maybe the Jews rebelled or did something wrong in the war of Sichin, maybe they did a sin. So Hashem says, Al-Tira, don't be afraid. They've done everything right. Al-Tira, he say, don't be afraid because there's no stronger person in the world stronger physically than I. As it says, He was the only survivor from the giants. The giants were killed by the four kings and Oig was the sole survivor of the giants. And he remained, who Nishar, he remained from the Gibaidim, the strong warriors that Amrafel and the other kings killed, Oig was the only one left. As it says, these four kings killed out all the giants, and this is the Psalm This is the reject of them. Now, reject here doesn't mean that he's less than them, he's actually stronger than them. It says here in the commentary, like hard olives. They're very stubborn. So they're actually, not that these are the weakest ones, it's the strongest ones. Oig survived because he was stronger than all the other giants. They are platin beside Hagefes in their Zgarinim of Psalm Garinim. It says, Again, this pollet is Oig. And here he makes him Shiyarim leftovers. It says, Oig's intention was that Avram will go and get killed. Hashem gave him reward for having walked to Tel Avram. And that's why Oig lived so many hundreds of years. But on one hand, Hashem gives him the reward for telling Avram. At the same time, he punishes him that he falls by the hands of the sons of Avram. And when Moshe comes to the war with him, he's afraid. He says, I'm 120. This guy's more than 500. If he didn't have a great merit, he wouldn't have lived all these years. Hashem tells Moshe, don't be afraid. I'm giving him over to you. you. Um, and he, we bring a Pasuk Vanachre, but you see, we destroyed them. We made him hate him. The Pasuk, however, says, We took the spoils. So what do you mean we made it hate him? We took the spoils. So he says, The human bodies, they made hate him. Not to have benefit, because in the war of Sichon and Oig, they were told to kill out all the people because they're people from the seven nations. And they did not have benefit from the humans to sell them as slaves. Now we have by Oig, by Yaku Oisoy Vesbonov, it says, Benoi Shahoyele Bain Koshei Menu. He had Oig had a son who was even harder than him. In this world, you get rid of the nations bit by bit. In the future, when Mashiach comes, so by the capture of Canaan, we capture the nations one by one. When Mashiach comes, I will destroy all the nations in one go. We'll win a victory over the, all the nations. As it says, the nations will be like Sid Kaitzim, like uh, thorns. We're all, they get burned all the thorns together in the fire. And similarly, 
um, all of the nations will be captured in one go loss and love and Mashiach will come. Uh, suddenly uh, Mashiach will come and will run in one go, you'll win the war against the entire thing. Okay, it, I was going to do other midrashim as well, but I think that we're probably running a bit late. So I will only mention that you also have this week the Shiraz Haba'er. You have the amazing story of Knani Melech Arod. You have the Nechash HaNechoshes, the copper snake, which just to mention that there's a mission in Rosh Hashanah that says that the copper snake was put up high that when the Jewish people would, let me just meanwhile stop sharing. Uh, the copper snake was put up high when the Jewish people would look at the copper snake, uh, they would uh, they would be healed from the plague of snakes. So the mission in Rosh Hashanah brings us the snake caused death. But the idea of looking up, when you didn't look up towards the snake, that made that they would live. Similar to when Moshe Rabbeinu raised his hand by the war of Amalek, when Moshe lifted his hand, then the Yidin won the war against Hamolik because they looked up towards Hashem. In this week, this snake. Sorry about this, somebody. Uh, this snake also, by the way, was by Chizkiyahu. Uh, saw that people were using the snake as an Aveda Zara, and therefore Chizkiyahu destroyed this copper snake from this week's Saturday, which was during a plague of snakes. You also have in this week's Saturday the story of Paraduma, and there's the famous story of Nama ben Nesina, who had a stone for the Aphi, which he refused, he, the key was by his, under his father's pillow, and they wanted to buy it from him, and he refused to sell it. He didn't want to wake up his father. And in that merit, he had a red cow born by him, and the youth didn't use it for Paraduma, and they offered him an, a, a tremendous amount of money, but nevertheless, he didn't want, under any circumstance, he said that um, he was only going to sell it for the amount of money that he could have gotten for the stone of the Paraduma. We also have the story in this week's Sedre of Shiraz Habeir. And just to mention, it says in the Pasuk, Es Vohev Bisufa. According to a Medrash, I'm trying to see if I find it this second. But the Medrash brings on S Vohev, or maybe it's a Gemara. It's either a Gemara or a Medrash, S Vohev, that he says, S Vohev are two people. There were two people named S and Have. There were two people named S and Have, and they were Mitzayr. Uh, here, here, I found it. It's a Gemara in Brachas Dafnun Dalad. There were two Mitzayroim who were outside the camp, who were walking in the back of the Jewish camp. When the Jews crossed Nachal Arnaim and the uh, Amoiri made caves in the sides of the mountains and they were hidden there and their plan was that when the Jews go through there, we'll kill them. And then when the Orin came to this place, the two mountains got together and stuck together and the Amoiri who were hiding there to kill the Jewish people all got killed. And when S and Hav came, S Vohev, the Gemara in Bracha says, are the names of two Jewish people, S and Hav, and they saw blood coming from amongst the mountains, and they told the Jewish people, and then the Jewish people did the Shiraz Habeir. Okay, uh, we'll leave it at this. It's already, uh, we're going for 53 minutes. I'll leave it at this. I wish everybody Hatzlacha, and I'd really like to hear questions, comments from anybody else.